Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. All right, the newest Illini basketball commit has some champagne connections. Fill me in, Scott Ritchie. Jason Jaxis, the Yorkville senior, grew up watching the Illini. Not totally unique for an in-state player, but a little bit for Jason because his dad, Tom, was a centennial grad who delivered the News Gazette. Oh, that's great to hear. We'll go into his talents. We'll talk about the other recruit of that class, Morez Johnson, and we'll talk about the Illini's upcoming trip overseas in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Ah, good Monday morning, everyone. Bright and sunny here in Champaign, Illinois. Just like the description of Scott Ritchie, bright and sunny. It's my general disposition, yes. <laughs> I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette, along with our award-winning basketball beat writer. What episode is this, Mr. Ritchie? 258. 258. We've been doing this once a week, every Monday, with mostly Ed Bond for a number of years. Never gets old. Enjoyed reading my News Gazette over the weekend. Ty Rogers gracing the cover with the headline, He's the Man. Illinois certainly hoping so. Um, now, Brad Underwood hasn't come out and said that Ty Rogers is going to be the starting point guard um, this coming season, at least not in those exact words. Uh, but Quincy Guerrier, his new teammate, did exactly that. You know, I talked to both of them last week, and um, obviously this offseason was geared around landing a veteran point guard in the transfer portal. Um, didn't happen kind of did for like 22 days when Jeremiah Williams was committed but then you know that kind of fell apart you know Ray J Dennis went to Baylor and while Illinois did get old in the portal this offseason you know which, which was all, which was also a goal um they didn't get their point guard so it's Ty Rogers and he's ready for that Brett Underwood has you know of course he's not going to say yeah well we're not sure Ty's ready but you know he seems He's talked positively about it, uh, but you know, we will know for certain in November. His style of play, his demeanor, his talent, his uh, all add that up, and he's a fan favorite. Am I right to say that? Yeah, because he plays hard. Right, like that's sort of the the foundation of everything he does. Like he just plays hard. Um, he's been a point guard before. You know, he's had the ball in his hands 
all of the time um, in high school, especially his senior season at Thornton, where he averaged almost a triple double. Um, but and he admitted this as well that college is a different game. Like what he could do in high school as by far the most talented dominant player on the court. Like you can't do the same things in the Big Ten or at, you know at the highest level of college basketball. So and that'll be an adjustment. Like he got a little bit of time there last season as a freshman. Um, like the, really the Arkansas game. Um, NCAA tournament, like he had the ball in his hands more then than I can, maybe because that was the most recent one, but more than I can remember. Um, he played well. It didn't make a difference in that game. I'm not sure anything would have. Illinois was broken almost at that point. But yeah, it's it's where Illinois is, so like they have to go 100% all in with that. Um, but again, we won't know till they actually play some games. Now they'll play a few games. In Spain, in a couple weeks, don't know how much we'll learn from those exactly, um, but it'll just give Ty an opportunity to run the point against somebody else. At least get you know get reps in. Reps is those are important. All right, no worries. I've been telling you this for a long time. You're not listening to me, but I'm just saying no worries. All right. I mean, I I can understand that a little bit. Um, because I think Ty Rogers is a good basketball player, but if there were no worries about the point guard, like Illinois would not have spent its off season pursuing one and going all in on Ray J. Dennis to the detriment of not getting anybody else. Look, I'm still happy you're here, and we were looking for another basketball beat writer <laughs> in the months. Good to know. <laughs> now we weren't Scott Rich. You were always our number one. Sure. <laughs> That's when you say when you've been caught. So... Yeah, I'll be a but in half days, I think. <laughs> All right, the basketball trip is coming up. Can't wait for that. Richie, you were over at Ubbin on Thursday. How was uh, Mr. Rogers as far as sitting down one-on-one with a, a journalist? Uh, that often tells me a lot about the person. He seemed rather at ease looking at Robin Schultz's photos. Yeah, he's great. <clears throat> like, there you go. Another not reason not to worry, Scotty. Yeah. Um, also, really good Quincy Garrier, but he's like he's almost twenty five, so I he's he's yeah. got he's got the reps. All right, well, it's good you got to uh, visit with them. Hopefully, we'll uh, continue that moving forward. I keep asking. All right, that's always good. Uh, Ed Bonds, our executive producer, he's all riled this morning. He came in. Uh, he's already bought his new Illinois football jersey. I don't know where he got it so quick. Must have been uh, the game day uh, appearance last week. But they unveiled the new football uniforms this morning, Monday morning. There's a lot of buildup okay. to this day, um, and they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not purple or uh, no. I'm a little color challenged, so orange and blue. Okay, good. And white. Okay. Um, stripes <clears throat> are kind of the big thing. Stripes. Like the last okay. iteration of the jerseys had zero stripes at all. These have. Stripes on the shoulders and then stripes down both sides of the pants. Um, there's been mixed reaction. Mo- I think mostly positive is because they're clean. They they look nice. So the fans have commented that. But okay. also, I mean, if you were a Syracuse fan in the late 2000s, like 2008 in particular, uh, they're going to look pretty familiar. Wait, you're telling me there were Syracuse fans in 2008 i imagine at least one or two okay i'll have to kind of the the holdovers from man donovan and dad was really good 
Right. Um, okay. Just checking. But if you look those up, you'll notice some rather stark similarities between the two. Just saying. What's the basketball uniform situation? We good there? Yeah, I don't think they'll be changing. Okay. Like, really, they should only wear their throwbacks all the time. The white script Illinois throwbacks, the orange fighting Illini throwbacks, and then maybe just disregard the the new look. Okay. Ones. When they go to Spain here the first week of August, will they indeed, Spain, will they indeed be wearing uniforms? Or are they wearing like, you know, like Michigan did that year at the Big Ten tournament, just like practice gear? Well, Michigan had to because their uniforms were on their plane that ran off the runway and were part of an NTSB uh, investigation. Um, I think when they were played in Italy four years ago that they wore their practice uniforms. They didn't wear their game day uniforms. So you don't know is what you're telling me? I don't know. Could you find that out by the time before the podcast? Yeah. Sure. This is hard-hitting journalism, I'm asking, out of Scott Ritchie. Yeah. All right. Figured that out. All sorts of basketball news happening, of course, uh, besides the great story on uh, Ty Rogers, besides Io Dusumu signing for $21 million, right? That's Yeah, I was honestly a little surprised about that, mostly because you know he received the qualifying offer, which was $5.2 million for one year, um, the last week of June, in advance of free agency. Then free agency started July 1st. There were like billions of dollars of moves made in the NBA collectively in the first like 48 hours and nothing for I.O. for three weeks. And the Bulls signed Javon Carter, they signed Torrey Craig, they re-signed Kobe White and Nikola Vucevic um, and had their uh, nine-man rotation without I.O. Um, that he signed for the amount he did I figured it would probably be a three-year deal if he got a multi-year deal at all. Um, but the fact that like no other teams had any offer sheets for him, that the Bulls would have had an opportunity to match, but like nobody came hunting for mm-hmm. Io. Um, that he got seven million because there's a lot of like thought that he would just eventually kind of be forced into signing the qualifying offer, play f- for the one year on for five point two million, and then you know go into free agency again next year. So the multi-year deal for seven million each when I don't know what his role is going to be. Like I'm it was a little surprising, but obviously it's great for him. He's got, you know, more financial security, certainly. I mean, that's a good chunk of change. Um and he gets to stay in Chicago. So we'll just kind of see how this next season or seasons play out. Um the one thing is that's a very tradable contract for a young player that's shown that he can, you know, be in the rotation at the NBA level. But we'll see. I mean, it's good for good for him. Your uh, postseason grades uh, were handed out over the weekend in uh, in the News Gazette. Uh, was it B minus for basketball? I think you gave him. I think that's, I think that's right. I mean, right. a little harsh. Well, no, it has to all be in context. And yes, they won twenty games. Yes, they made the NCAA tournament again. But like that's now like the right. baseline. Like probably should be trying to do more. Like make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. That's a, a reasonable goal that they have not yet met. I got a text, screw you, professor. That's all it said from B. Underwood. I'm not sure well, what that means. 
was not happy with the grade. I mean, it could have been worse. Like, they lost to Penn State three times, got crushed in bragging rights, um, and lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Hmm. I'm just reading my text. Don't take it out of me. Could have been a C-plus, Brad. <laughs> B. <laughs> B-minus. Just be happy. Be happy with your grade. Uh, all right. Over the weekend, <clears throat> you uh, sent a photo of bobbleheads from Milwaukee. Let's get to the real meat of the news here. What was that about? Okay, so I was in Milwaukee <clears throat> on Saturday with a couple friends. Uh, we Every year, we take a trip to a different Major League ballpark. The Brewers were up this year. Um, so we had a day in Milwaukee that um, we had to spend before the game, and the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum is in Milwaukee. <laughs> Did not know that until no, we yeah. got this trip planned. Um, Did you have to pay to go into the Bobblehead Museum? It was $5 <clears throat> okay. a person. Pretty reasonable. Um, but, yeah, they had more than 10,000 bobbleheads. And I went in wondering if there were going to be any Illini bobbleheads because, obviously, the university athletic department had bobbleheads made for the Flying Illini for the 2004-2005 team. Um, I think there's a Lou Henson bobblehead. And while Malcolm Hill did not get a bobblehead, he did get a toothbrush holder that I remember seeing at one point. That, that w- I knew that wouldn't be there because it didn't bobble. But didn't have the 0405s, but they had the Flying Illini um, bobbleheads. And so Lowell Hamilton... Kenny Battle, Marcus Liberty, Kendall Gill, Nick Anderson. Um, and then there was a Dion, or Dion, a D. Brown, excuse me, bobblehead as well. Okay. But Neat. Yeah, it's, it was an interesting, <clears throat> interesting place. News continued after, I'm glad, A, I'm glad you made it home from Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to PK and Mal. Okay. That was a great, uh, who did they play? Played uh, the Braves. It was first place versus first place. With the roof? Closed. Closed. It rained earlier that day, so they probably closed okay. it then and didn't open it. But shout out to County Stadium when baseball was played where it belongs, <laughs> right? Uh, from what I understand from the people in Milwaukee, like County Stadium turned into a real dump. It was great. <laughs> I love dumps. <clears throat> <clears throat> it was my first time okay. in Milwaukee for a game in twenty years, and it used to be Miller Park. Now, um, obviously, corporate everything, different right. corporate American it's, Family Field. That's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you got back on Sunday night to the news of a uh, commit. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. I'll let you do that since you're the beat writer. Yeah, in case I, in fact, don't get it right. Um, yeah, so I got a commit in the class of 2024 from Jason Jaxtis, uh, in-state product uh, from Yorkville, but has champagne ties. His dad, Tom, is a Centennial grad and, believe it or not, used to deliver the News Gazette. Hmm. So uh, Jason took an unofficial visit back in January for the Wisconsin game. Um, So got to see Illinois get a win um, then and then was back on campus last month just to take in a practice. But, you know, he had his recruitment pick up in the spring and then early summer, mostly mid-major offers. Um, Illinois was the only power conference offer he had. and he decided that everything seemed like the fit that he wanted. 
and could have ended up getting more offers, maybe more power conference offers, because he did have a good summer on the Under Armour circuit, was starting to pick up a little attention from some national recruiting people, but uh, pulled the trigger on Illinois. So he'll join Merez Johnson in the class, um, so that gives him two in-state recruits um, in a single class, which it's been a minute since that happened. Him or Merez, better chance of uh, coming down here in March, State Farm Center with their high school team for the state finals. It's interesting because, obviously, Merez Johnson's moving over to Thornton this year, So, but they've had they've added a couple other uh, transfers to that team, so I think they've got a decent shot, and Merez is the best player in the state right now. So, But um, Yorkville did have like one of its best seasons in a long time you know, last year. Won, uh, yeah, look it up, 26 games. Um, and they ended up losing uh, in the regional championship game, so they're in 4A, which gets a little tricky sometimes, depending on which direction you're going. Um, but they bring back a lot, so I think they've got a, a shot as well. If you know, if Jason can kind of extend you know this momentum that he picked up in the spring and the summer into his senior season. All right, that one catch you off guard. <coughs> I mean, maybe a little. Excuse me, because um, you see, like all these offers go out, and like there's a difference between. And offers like, yes, we're recruiting you, and an offer that's committable. Um, now that he hadn't gotten any other high major offers, like you just kind of look at that and see, like, Illinois is best. Like, if that's a committable one, makes a ton of sense for him to take it now. Makes a ton of sense to take any committable offer you get, especially with one more year of the COVID bonus season for some, for a big chunk of people that will be in the transfer portal and scooping up scholarships left and right. If you can commit and you like the program, like do it. Lock down your spot. Committable offer. I like that phrase. Because Summer's like, we're going to offer, but we want to see you keep doing this and this. Um, we like what you're doing. think you could help us. Want to see a little bit more, then we'll talk. This one obviously was a, we like what you're doing. We like what you could be at Illinois, so come on board, Jason. All right, this whole portal business has screwed me up. All right, because I'm no longer the blood pressure doesn't get going when I talk high school commits anymore. Why is that? Has it taken the joy from me? Maybe. Um, and you look at teams that, including Illinois, this offseason, like Brad Underwood could have added a bunch of other more freshmen to Amani Hansberry and Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, but kind of tried that last year and it didn't work as well as he had hoped. Um, wanted to be older. Like a lot of teams want to have older, more experienced players that can go out there and produce. And freshmen are there's some freshmen that you, you can play right away and they're you know, great and productive. Others you can't and you know coaching staffs are leaning into the portal right now and it's making High school recruiting. Let's put it a little bit on the back burner. Um, I think that'll change with the class of 2025 and beyond because when they get to college, there won't be these guys that have had their COVID bonus year where they're 
where they're maybe just turned 18 and they're competing for playing time with a guy that's going to turn 25 during the season. Like, that's a big difference. Um, just in physical maturity and all kinds of maturity in terms of experience. So um, I think you can see a shift back a little bit towards what things used to be. You know, once the, and for the, I guess that'd be the 2025, 2026 season. I'm trying to think that far ahead. It hurts my brain. Um, but this next, these high school seniors now, like they'll, they'll still live in that world where right. teams want transfers. Um, I, I feel better about myself now. I know Ed Bond does as well. We're both, we're kind of happy right now. Okay. All right. Cheer up, Ed. Wake, wake up, Ed. I didn't mean cheer up. Uh, good morning, Illini Nation. Every day, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Check that out. A great one today. You went all number numbers on me, uh, comparing the new numbers for the freshmen and transfers and all that and who wore those before. Yeah, Some of those numbers just haven't been worn a lot is what <laughs> struck me most. Yeah. Um, I mean, take, like, number two. Like Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, freshman guard, will mm -hmm. wear number two. Um, Kipper Nichols was the best guy you had to um, wear number two. Really? When Joe Joseph Bertrand got okay. the nod over Kipper. Okay. Didn't read that far. Yeah. Um Yeah, so they that one number two doesn't get worn a ton. Um but like Marcus Damask wearing number three. Well, one of the best to wear it sits on the Illinois bench. It's Chester Frazier. And I gave him the nod over Brandon Paul. Because Chester that was two way, two way star for Illinois, and also, Paul didn't score like forty or anything like that. Did he? Yeah, he did have that oh, way, he did. that one big game against Ohio State. Okay. But I'm going to see Chester a lot more than I'm going to see Brandon Paul. Yeah, smart move. <laughs> yeah, just thinking ahead. Um, and obviously, like Quincy Garrier wearing number thirteen. Um, that's that's Kendall Gill's number. Um, of course, like number twenty five. It's a rather important number in Illinois basketball history. Um, mm -hmm. We'll be worn this coming season by one of the walk-ons, new walk-ons, Max Williams from DePaul. Um, but the 80s and early 90s, that was kind of the heyday of that number. Bruce Douglas, Nick Anderson, Deion Thomas. Three rather notable Illini there. So yeah, that, it was just an interesting look back at some Illinois history. Is the Simeon connection still applicable? I don't know. Okay. Because, like... It's a good, good question. Kendrick Nunn did wear it when he was at Illinois, but that make... He was the last to do it. And it was like Jalen Tate obviously played at the same time, so he didn't wear it because Kendrick wore it. And then DJ Williams did not wear it. Hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, that was obviously a, a nod to Ben Wilson. Right. Um, but it's been been a little bit since they had anybody from Simeon. Good story, Scott Ritchie, if you if you get a chance. Be a fun one. Uh, you've got some competition coming up. Starting August 1st, Bob Osmussen will uh, debut Can't Wait Till Saturday. All right, the equivalent, the football equivalent of Good Morning Illini Nation. Every day, Bob will be weighing in with online-only content. Be sure to check that out. Sign up for the Illini Football Newsletter I know you've signed up for the Illini basketball newsletter already, but uh, that will start this week. And then Bob's 
can't wait. You know, we call your, yours the Gimmin, right? G A M. His is yeah. can't wait. C W F S. Quiffs. <laughs> doesn't doesn't quite ring. We'll have to work on that. Quiffs. Yeah. Starts August first. Sure to check that out. All right, what do we got this week, Scott Ritchie? Well, I don't want to mention it because you haven't brought it up yet. But you did, I guess, when we talked uniforms. But Big Ten Football Media Days is this week, so that's on my schedule. But I'll have other basketball content, of course. Um, you look in Tuesday's News Gazette for more from Jason Jackson, kind of about what his role will be, kind of what the coaches have talked about, you know, what they're – you know, kind of projecting for him. And basically anytime the Illinois coaches got with him, they were showing him Coleman Hawkins highlights. Mm-hmm. Like, and it might be... Is he that big? He's 6'10". Okay. Um, and he's a little bigger in terms of, you know, checks in at 205 right now than Coleman did when he was a high school senior. So, uh, But there's some physical development that, you know, needs to happen. Um, gets, you know, into the Body by Fletch program when he gets to Champaign and... Uh, will be next summer, most likely. Um, but they, you know, they've talked about kind of his path towards you know, getting on the court, and it could be like Coleman's, because Coleman did not play much as a freshman, got on the court more as a sophomore, and by his junior year was indispensable. Um, they, that, you know, Jason said that his co- conversations with the coaches have been similar to that. But with, obviously... You know, the opportunity for him to, to wow them earlier. Adam Fletcher was on Saturday morning uh, sports talk uh, this weekend. Did you get a chance to listen to that? I was in Milwaukee. You know, they have this whole streaming stuff now. I don't know if Ed, fill him in about that. <laughs> okay, and then there's this whole this pod. Is it, yes, it's pod. It's what we're doing, Scott Ritchie. Oh, a podcast? Yes. I would highly encourage you. Uh, maybe write about it. Why you got him? He was, he was a great interview. He always is. Yeah, really good stuff. So, uh, I was going to ask you about his your take. I don't have Apparently, one. Apparently, you were all into bobbleheads at the time. Yeah, bobbleheads and breweries and baseball. I doubt. I'd be curious to know what other strength and conditioning coaches are revered as Adam Fletcher. You always hear the schools touting them, but it feels real. Here at Illinois, well, I think that's because we've seen the the results, like including like when he posts the you know, before and after photos, um, just how he's changed bodies, and he's also beyond just the getting stronger. Like he's on like the kind of the cutting edge of all the technology that goes into recovery and keeping these guys as healthy as possible. I think having the oven renovation only helped his cause. What's the strangest thing you see in there that is maybe plays into that that recovery mode? Well, they have an infrared sauna. They have a cryotherapy chamber. They have a hyperbaric chamber. Like all of these things, just to hit fast forward on the recovery process with your bodies. Like that's I think unique in the training facility world. I mean, eventually everyone will have them, but somebody's got to be, you know, on the front end. And, like, Illinois, back when they built up in, originally in the, what, 1998, like, that was the first of its kind. And now after, you know, the arms race just kind of cycles over and over again, and now they're back on top. Here at the News Gazette, we have two kinds of vending machines. 
<laughs> and he's in the smoking lounge to help our writers like Scott Ritchie kind of recover after a tough night on deadline. I'm not sure any of that would be good for recovery. <laughs> and I I pass on the vending machines and the smoking lounge. <laughs> I'm not even, where is the smoking lounge? Outside? <laughs> <laughs> it's called the parking lot. Yeah. Back in the day, I'm old enough to have my high school have its own smoking lounge. Take that. Yeah, that'd go over real well in yeah, 2023. That, that doesn't fly anymore, does it? Doggone it. You're the seniors out there petitioning <laughs> for a smoking lounge. All right. They do have a week uh, left to train. Uh, any news th- that you get from those workouts leading up to the, the overseas trip? Well, they did mostly like individual and small group work in June. Then once they got to July, um, second week of July, they started their 10 practices. But um, kind of the big thing, even when they were doing individual work, was they were scrimmaging a ton. Like in between, like players were doing that you know, on their, their own. And I was talking with Ty Rogers about that. And he just feels like they didn't do enough of that last year, at least during this part of the the off season and that it's just it's helping their chemistry you know, on the court and honestly just the time that they're spending all the time they're spending together is helping it you know off the court as well that everyone is putting in the, the same amount of work and they're on the same page so that's different than it was last year all right that's good news uh anything else uh in the week to come before i let you get out of the podcast booth we should get a chance to talk to Brad Underwood and some more players you know, about the upcoming trip to Spain. You know, they finally did you know announce who they are playing in those three games, and you know it's probably nobody anyone's ever heard of. But they're playing the Madrid All Stars, and then they're playing Valencia. That might actually be a real pro team, and then they're playing the Catalonia All Stars. Mm. Um, I don't know if you, you know, remember back to their trip to Italy. They played three games. Like they crushed one of them, got beat, kind of not handily, but you know, took a took a real L in another one, and then had one that was kind of competitive, but they won. So I would imagine you'd see kind of the similar outcomes with with these three games. But these are all pros, so some older guys, and we'll see how it goes. But we're not going to learn a ton from three games against Spanish professionals that no one really knows. All right, looking forward to the, the, the every three years, is that right? You every four. To, every four, okay. So right. Quincy Garrier's got it figured out because you know, he started his career at Syracuse, took mm-hmm. a trip to Italy, transferred to Oregon, um, got a trip to Canada, which wasn't exactly that exciting for him because he's from Canada, but now transferred to Illinois and gets a trip to Spain. But he's been abroad a lot. But you know, he's found a way to get three foreign tours in five years. Excellent. Looking forward to your story on him coming up this week and um, your ongoing coverage. Scott Ritchie, uh, enjoy Indianapolis. The Big Ten football media day is always, <clears throat> I guess, fun. Something. I, I mean, everyone's in the best shape of their lives. Can't wait to get started for the season. Um and we're not hazing anyone. That'll probably be the third yeah. talking point. Yep. All right. Follow along with Scott Ritchie uh, until next Monday.
Uh, we'll see you.